Well, if you've been with us over the past uh, couple of weeks or a couple of months now, we've been in a series that's called Child of Promise that we're going to continue on today. But before we even get to that, Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, you guys can do better than that. Come on. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I know it was, it was yesterday, the actual first day there of Christmas, sitting there at our, our tree at our doorstep. But just because that one day has passed doesn't mean that the message is any less important or any less bright. Today, you and I have a, a wonderful opportunity to continue to be in our Lord's glory, to continue to have this wonderful news given unto you and to me. It would have been easy to say, hey, yesterday was Jesus' birthday. I'm going to take today off from church. But you didn't. You came here today to be able to, to hear more, with me to be able to, to learn more, to be able to hopefully grow more in our faith. God has given you and I the best news ever. That's what we heard in our Christmas Eve services. That's what we hear every Sunday when we're here. And so today, I want to stretch that out a little bit more. First of all, let me ask you uh, just a, a brief question. What would you do if someone gave you the job of sharing the most important news ever? The most important news that has ever come to this world. How would you take time to be able to focus on saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do? What are some ideas that you could come up with to share the most important news. Maybe you could take out a, a billboard here on Scottsdale Road. We got thousands of cars that are flying by every single day. Maybe you could take your billboard, whatever the greatest news is that you have to be able to share, you could put it on that billboard, and then hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of people would eventually be able to see this message. Maybe you would take out an ad in a newspaper. Maybe you would try to call a local TV station or try to put together some type of a commercial. After all, everybody has to hear this news. How are you going to get it out? What is the most efficient way? Our text today is about that greatest news ever, going out into the world, being able to be revealed. The biggest, most grand message that anybody will ever hear. And did you listen to how it was delivered. Because it comes in a way that's a little bit different than I would have thought. You would think when God is telling the world about something that is so important, he would have showed up in some grand form of splendor for the masses to be able to see. But in our text for today, first one angel shows up to just a handful of random individuals, not even in the city, just in the middle of the night. Why would you do that with such important information? Why would you have it pass just from one person to another? It doesn't seem to make sense. So today, let's look at that story a little bit. You've heard it over and over again. Most of us probably have it memorized, most of the words we don't even know it. That Christmas story that is told in the book of Luke. But today, let's just look at a couple different little pieces of it and see if we can recognize it to be just a little bit different than we've looked at before. So to, back to our scripture today from Luke chapter 2. It says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. 
Okay, I think we can understand uh, the first part of this scripture text. Verse 9, pretty easy. Uh, the angel of the Lord appears to them, and they are, they're terrified. They're frightened. This has happened to you before, right? No, but in a different way. Think about it. You know, one of the favorite things I like to do to Pastor Mark, he's super jumpy, and so I like to just go into his office and go, Mark! And he, like, jumps out of his seat. So if that is one of the ways that we can scare people around us just in that little bit, imagine what it must have been like for an angel just to appear in the middle of the night. Obviously, they were afraid. That makes complete sense to us. So let's look at the, the next part. We understand the fear part. Let's look at the next part. Because it's here that the angel has a, kind of a pre-announcement, this introduction to be able to, to set the stage. And it's really simple, the words that are told. It says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Focus on those first two words there, good news. This is the translation of that word gospel, that the angel is bringing the gospel to the people of the world to be able to share. The good news of Jesus, that he has come into this world. And this good news that we hear about is something that is very important because it doesn't just sit there. This good news, in fact, actually makes something happen. This good news actually creates something. It says this good news is going to cause great joy. Joy is a word that really gets thrown around a lot during the time of Christmas. Whether you're a Christian or not, I think most people in our world are looking for joy. Maybe we say sometimes we're looking for happiness. Who doesn't want to be happy? And we search for it in all different ways. We try to find it in all different things of this world. You try to find it in that, that perfect job you try to find it in other people. And I'll be honest, happiness can be created in those moments, but it's, it's short-lived. Think about the child that opens that present underneath the tree. It was exactly what they were asking for. They got exactly what they wanted and how happy they are. And then think about how they look an hour later when they're already off messing with something else, right? Happiness only works for a small amount of time. It's the same for us as adults. That new car you get. That new house you get, that new bathroom remodel that you had to have, and all those things create that happiness, and then it begins to fade because they all get old, and they all wear down. That's not what the Lord is offering today in this good news. He's offering something that's going to cause great joy. It's something that's permanent. It's something that's lasting. It's something that our world needs to hear about. And God gives all of our world that great promise today. In fact, it says that it is this good news that is going to cause great joy for all the people. Not for that individual over there, not for this group of people over here, not even just for us as a church, but for all people. You see, that's our theme today for the child of promise, is that God gives us an inclusive promise, an inclusive one. Sometimes people outside of the church look at Christians or look at the message of Jesus and think it's something that's exclusive. It's only for certain people or it pushes certain people away. You have to do certain things. But that's really not the message at all from the church. And it's definitely not the message we receive at Christmas. It's an inclusive message. So after the angel has this introduction, 
the angel moves on to be able to share finally that actual news that they want us to be able to hear. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. To you, the angel says. Actually, three times in there. To you. And this isn't just pointing at the shepherds. This is pointing at each one of us today and everybody within our world. God comes and says, this promise is, is for you. This joy that I want to give is for you. Even those people you think don't deserve it or would never receive it, God still comes just for them to be able to receive this promise, to have them as a part of this. And he says, just believe. Just have faith in this. God is a God who always gives you and I what we need. Maybe not what we want, but always what we need. That's a big part of his promise. I saw this quote, and I thought it was, it was just perfect of what we need. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need would have been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need would have been money, God would have sent us an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, God sent us a savior. The greatest need that we have, our Lord provides. Back to our text. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. I love this part of this account. The shepherds are, are listening, and now they're, they're acting. They listen exactly to what the Lord has to say, and they spring right into action. And you can look at the story today and say, of course they're, they're listening. An angel came and visited them and told them this good news. And today, if an angel appeared in here with us and told us something, well, hopefully we would, we would listen. Of course, anybody would listen, right? But that's not the truth. Just because someone hears the message of God doesn't mean that they listen to it. And I'm not just talking about our world today. Just flip through the pages of Scripture real quick. Remember our story from a couple weeks ago when the angel appears to Zechariah and says, Zechariah, you're going to have a baby, you and your wife, Elizabeth. And he says, no way, we are too old, right? The angel's right there, and he doesn't, doesn't believe. What about the story of Jonah? You remember the story of Jonah, uh, the guy that gets swallowed by the, the big fish? But how does he get there in that place to begin with? God tells him to go to the people of Nineveh, and he says, go and tell these people about me. They are going to repent. They are going to turn from their ways. And Jonah says, I'm not going to do that, God. And he gets on that boat, and he goes the exact opposite way. I'm not going to do that. What about the story of Adam and Eve? There's only two people on earth. They are in direct communication with God. It says they walk with God in the cool of the day. You guys are perfect. Your bodies are perfect. Your relationship together is perfect. You have no hard work that you have to do. I provide everything for you. Just do one thing. Just do me one solid. Don't eat of that tree over there. And they do. They don't, they don't listen. Just because God gives us a message doesn't mean we are listening. Doesn't mean that we are acting. But the shepherds do today. They have, they have faith 
that God is going to follow through on his promise. And they say, let's go. Let's go and see this thing. And so I ask you today, are we listening? Are we listening to what God tells us to do? Are we listening for God? Because in that message today, this angel comes down and says these miraculous words to these shepherds. And look who they give credit to in the slide. It says, look at these words that we have that have happened, which the Lord has told us about. Not that this angel has told us about, but that the Lord has told us about. That word angel in Hebrew simply means messenger. And that's who this individual is today. This messenger that's delivering this word of the Lord. And you know what? You and I are one of those messengers too. We're not angels. You're not going to turn into angels. But we are the Lord's disciples. We are also people who are charged with listening for God. Being able to be in devotion and, and hear from him. Being able to, to worship him. And then be able to take this message out into the world to share with people who are around us. So the shepherds begin to do that. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who were there just lying in the manger. Promise that was made and a promise that was kept, right? God promised it would be there and he's there. So what do they do? When they had seen him... They ran off to be able to spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Again, there's action that's there. They begin to spread this word considering this, this child. And again, you may see, well, yeah, of course. Now they've seen Jesus right there in the flesh. Why would they not believe? I can tell you. Maybe all they saw was a baby that was sitting in a barn. They had to have faith that this was the Christ child. They had to have faith that they were going to go out and share this promise with others. And they decide to do that. Why not? They have the greatest news that has ever been shared with anyone in the history of the world. They don't go out and set up gigantic billboards. They don't go out and try to contact the the local town square and be able to set up some type of booth to be able to share with everybody. They simply go out and they begin to share, to spread the word with just the people that they're coming in contact with. That's what God has called us to do with the greatest news ever as well. It's worked for thousands of years now. One person sharing God with another person. That person sharing the Lord's love with another person. And this happened years ago out in the middle of nowhere in a field with a couple shepherds. And it can happen with you too. Maybe tomorrow night when you're sitting with a friend over a cup of coffee. It happened in this small town of Bethlehem that nobody knew anything about. Nobody cared anything about. And it can happen with you too. Maybe when you're sitting on your patio and your neighbor comes by to say Merry Christmas to you. There's a lot of different ways that we can share Jesus with people who are around us, but are we listening, and are we acting upon that? If you were here with me today in church on the day after Christmas, you are, in my eyes, a dedicated believer of our Lord. You are also one 
who is charged with this great news? Who are the people around you that you can share this with? doesn't have to be attacking them, doesn't have to be jumping on them, but sharing with them about a God who leaves the comfort of heaven to come down and to be here on this messy place that we call earth. That is an amazing story. A God who was perfect and had everything he ever wanted, but comes down here to suffer like you and like me, and to go through so many different turmoil things in his life, also that he can tell us, I know what that feels like. That's an amazing story. So today, take this amazing story. Don't pack it up with everything in your house that you need to put away. I know you're already thinking about that. The tree has to come down. When am I going to get to those dang lights on the house? When am I going to wrap up all these decorations? And the same thing happens with the shepherds. They all had to go back to work, I'm sure, in the next day or week ahead, back out in the fields, back to their families, their kids, figuring out what education they need to take care of, going back to their spouses and dealing with the things in their household that they need to do. But they took that message of Christmas and they live it out. They don't pack it away. And so as you put those things away this year, do the same. Live your normal life and remember those people who are around you that are coming the people that we can share this amazing story of Jesus with. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity uh, just to be here today and to take time to be able to uh, gather with you and with one another and be excited about what it means to say Merry Christmas to people around us. Lord, I know it's difficult and it tends to slip our mind, but we ask that through your spirit, you will continue to empower us to just look out into the world and see all those opportunities that you lay in front of us on a daily basis to be able to listen to you, to be able to share who you are, and to be able to worship you. Lord, continue that in us now as we have this opportunity to have communion together and recognize your son, his true body, his true blood, given and shed for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.